0: to Dairy Voice, a podcast exclusively for the dairy industry.
1: One of our sponsors of the Dairy Voice podcast is National DHIA. NDHIA ensures information accuracy and represents their members' interests. They are the direct voice for the dairy information industry. To find out more, go to dhia.org. Well, good morning. It's a great pleasure to be here for another episode of Dairy Voice and the series put together by Showbox Sires for the evolution of the great cow. And today we're very excited to have CEOs of Select Sires, Dave Thorbon, to our podcast today. So we're going to walk you through a set of questions that uh, will help our listeners get to know Dave and in connection to Showbox Sires so the industry knows uh, how we're going to work and and a little bit about the people behind the organization. So Dave, I know you grew up on a family farm in Vickery, Ohio. I've had the luxury of meeting your your family, your, your brothers, and your mom and dad. Tell us a little about your home farm and your early days uh, in the farm world, Dave.
0: I grew up in the 60s and 70s. Uh, my father built, uh, and my great uncle built a, uh, a farm to milk 140 registered Holsteins, and we farmed about 700 acres during that time. My older brother, Tom, came home and became the herdsman of that farm and really developed into a nice registered herd, and And my role was uh, to take care of the showstring to help my brother with milking and uh, associated chores during that time, but it really... Uh, my dad taught me how to work, and my brother taught me the passion of genetics. And uh, because I have three older brothers on the farm, it didn't work out for me to join the farm. When it became an opportunity, my brothers and I had different goals, and so uh, I continued in my career in AI.
1: And so as a as a young man, you said you were involved in showing cattle. Where did you go? What kind of shows were you involved in, Dave?
0: We were involved in uh, county and local shows. We, we attended our district show every year, and then I started taking our family's herd to the state fair, and that was where I got to meet a lot of people from across the state of Ohio. And, and when you're 12 and 13 years old, uh, there's a lot of people there that are willing to help you out.
1: So through your career in showing and, and working with cattle, who, who was the best, who was your favorite cow you ever showed, Dave?
0: We had a 92-point Glendale named Mary that was, uh, she was second at state fair. She was first dry cow one year at State Fair. But she also sired a Marvex calf that was first winter calf. She was reserve junior champion. And then the daughter of the Marvex was a Valiant that uh, ended up being junior champion at State Fair. She went to Madison with sixth and reserve junior All-American. And that family really seemed to be able to put the kind that uh, did well in the show ring, uh, as well as there were fun cows to work with.
1: My next question is, as a kid, uh, how old were you when you went to World Dairy Expo for the first time? And tell me what you thought of it.
0: I was a senior in college, and uh, I was on the judging team at Ohio State, and I was totally blown away. Now, uh, Brookview Farms was in our area, and so I knew how good cows, the cows at Expo were. I just was blown away by how many cows and how wonderful and amazing they were. I've never had the luxury of showing there, but I've always had great respect for the for the folks that go there and compete. And someday before I die, I'd like to at least put on the whites one more time and and give Madison a try.
1: When was the last time you had on white pants? Do you remember when you wore white clothes and walked around backwards?
0: It was 1990 at the Ohio State Fair. I showed an Astrojet that was second two-year-old. That was the last time we took our state herd to the state, or I took the state herd to the state fair. And we had a had a reasonable day that day but uh, I haven't been in the show ring since.
1: So Dave you you referenced a couple great herds. You got a couple favorite cows from the past present uh, that you'd
0: mention. As a sire analyst I got to work with a lot a lot of great cows. I spent five and a half years as a regional sire analyst for ABS and probably the best total performance cow I ever worked with was uh, a cow by the name of Top Baker's Emery Price. She had a Jetway son called Jet Pilot that turned out to be the number one type bull in the industry. But family made tremendous tight cattle, but also had very high production of fat and protein and maybe the most complete animal that I ever worked with. Another cow that was one of my favorites is Ked Mark Justine, because she was in a herd that hadn't sold bulls to AI when I found her. When I got there, the, uh, the mark was in there. Fresh and doing well as a two-year-old beautiful cow, and then the dam was Ocean View Sexation. Next dam was a bootmaker. All of them in the herd, all bred back every lactation, and it's the way it's supposed to work. And Tim, you were a sire analyst for many years, and we go into a lot of situations where you only get to look at the cow versus seeing the whole family uh, in the herd. Like that was uh, a real pleasure. And Ked Mark and uh, there was also a, a full brother or Ked. Blackstar Juror and his full brother uh, were at Gen X, both did tremendously well. And there's a lot of descendants out of that family that performed well in AI. And and they kind of brought uh, reproductive performance into the breed at a time when we really didn't measure that. So that was kind of a nice result. And probably the other cow that comes to mind is Apple. Here's a cow that can compete in the show ring. She's revolutionized the red breed and just some a cow that i've always admired from afar and we've worked with many of her sons here at select sires and and a cow that's uh what i would call one of those revolutionary cows in the breed
1: that's a stout list and many of our listeners probably don't know david but when i started as a sire analyst i took over uh much of your old area and i certainly would echo your thoughts on the day i walked into keith and keith uh, decker's farm and met he and Debbie and and uh, saw that beautiful Mark cow and and the cow you had worked with. I still say Juror was my bull, but uh, you you seem to seem to be taking credit for it. <laughs> we'll have to look back at the details. <laughs> so, Dave, we've you've referenced your career a little bit. I know you're an Ohio State grad and uh, have had a great career in AI. Can you just walk us through as a few snippets of highlights of your career and how you got to be where you are today?
0: Went to ohio state i got my degree in dairy science from ohio state and when i graduated i went to work for abs i spent the first year as a district sales manager and from that got uh, promoted to be a sire analyst from michigan to florida spent five and a half years doing that and then got promoted to be the manager of sire selection for six and a half seven years that's where i got the, the pleasure to work with you and uh people like susie martin and scott bentley and brian garrison that's a pretty amazing group to work with, maybe a little bit unmanageable, but still a great group of people to work with. And I really got, you know, a great love of genetics and uh, got to, you know, live my life's passion, I guess, through those experiences.
1: And after your work as a sire analyst, uh, tell us how you ended up at Select Sires and uh, how long have you been there and what's your role
0: then there? So while I was working for ABS, I went back and got my master's in business administration while I was working for ABS. And when I was graduating from UW-Madison, ABS was in the process of being sold from uh, the venture capital firm to Genus. Several board members reached out to me, Tom Lang from Spring Hill Farms. Some of the very big fans of select sires like John Beckman at Applenotch Farms had reached out to me and said, you should apply. So I did apply. I was lucky enough to be chosen in the summer of 1999 to lead select Cyrus forward following Dick Dick, Dick Chester's retirement. California Bioenergy is a leading developer of dairy digesters in America. With more than 100 projects, over 50 of them operational, CalBio has the expertise to help your dairy generate revenue by capturing methane and creating renewable vehicle fuels. Founded by a dairy farmer, CalBio considers itself the most dairy-focused digester developer building systems to last generations, along with your existing family-owned operation. Now expanding with its subsidiaries, Northwest, Midwest, and Southwest Bioenergy, CalBio is ready to serve you. To learn more about how a CalBio digester could benefit your dairy, manure, and wallet, visit them at calbioenergy.com.
1: I think uh, the whole industry, you know, would be hats off to you. You followed an iconic guy and have absolutely uh, filled his shoes. And even though you're quite different, you've both led the company for generations and generations of cattle breeding. So uh, hats off for that. In your career, Dave, you've had a lot of achievements, a lot of great bulls you've been involved with, awards, seen great people. Give us a couple highlights, if there's two or three things in your career that are absolute uh, stop-in-your-track moments for Dave Thorbond. what would they be?
0: Probably the first stop-in-your-tracks moment was uh, the opportunity to be a sire analyst. And uh, when I was chosen, I was befriended by a gentleman named Morris Ewing. And Morris was a guy that when I was in high school, I skipped school so I could go listen to him speak at a local meeting. At the very first meeting, I introduced myself to him at that meeting, but Fast forward about five or six years later, and and then my very first meeting, you got Morris Ewing, Bob Walton, Paul Miller all sitting in the room, and in walks this uh, 23-year-old kid, and Morris comes up and immediately starts talking to you, and and he and I became very, very good friends for the rest of my career until Morris passed, and he's always been just a, a mentor to me and a great friend, and that's... Probably that, you talk about that stop of the moment, I can still remember walking in the room and Morris just immediately coming up to me and and taking me under his wing. Probably that's the second big moment has more to do with, I guess, the people here at Select Sires and just watching how they grow and how they develop and you know, the, the success of Select Sires is, is, is in its people and less about me, but the things that uh, I see them achieve, but at the same time, the appreciation that they show is just, for me, those things that it's really difficult to describe. It's just, uh, to me, this whole industry for me has been about the people. So I treasure my times working with you. I treasure my times, but working with Dick Chichester but to work with the people here and, and to help them grow and also to see what they can accomplish is just been amazing for me. Well,
1: to me, that speaks volumes to why you're so successful. You mentioned Dick Chichester and Morris Ewing. Mention a couple other role models or, or uh, mentors to you, Dave, through your career. You know, I think many of us have very similar mentors and heroes in this business. So I'd be curious a couple of yours as well, Dave.
0: That's kind of pretty easy. My dad taught me how to work. My brother, Tom, gave me the passion for this industry, and he will claim that he's taught me all I know about genetics. But I can tell you for sure, he gave me the passion and taught me how to look at cows and and helped me develop in the, the early years. You know, I mentioned Morris Ewing, probably the two guys that from that have helped me the most are Dr. Bob Walton, who has always taken a special interest in my career Bob has continued to be a friend. We go to dinner every year at uh, World Dairy Expo on the first or second day. He has been a mentor to me, and I think he's one of the most incredible people that we've had in our industry. And then to follow a guy like Dick Chichester, who loves the company, he's also befriended me. And we have roomed together for 22 straight years at World Dairy Expo. And last year was the first year we didn't room together since I've been at Selects. It'll be 24 years in August, and I call him my counselor. So when I have challenges, or if I need somebody to help me get my mind straight, Dick can always talk you through every problem and, and lead you to uh, an amazing conclusion. and And probably not one. He's probably the greatest uh, gentleman leader in the industry in terms of uh, put select sires on the map in its early years. And I'm just grateful to have an opportunity to work with a guy like that.
1: Well, interestingly, that you and Paul both recognize your dads and your families as your number one influencers of your life, uh, I think that speaks volumes to your success. So to wrap up this segment of this discussion, Dave, give us a couple points. We've got young listeners that are trying to figure out how to make it in their careers, whether it's an AI or, or feed or any part of agriculture. Give them a give them a point or two, Dave, on what what are the must do's if you're going to be successful in in the business world?
0: Well, the first thing that I would probably share with you is is learn from every job that you have, whether you're home on the farm as a young person, you know, watching your brothers or watching your dad and what they do well and what, you know, maybe they can do better. But do that in every part, whether you do it as an internship or in your first job, it's not the job you're going to have forever. But what can you learn from that? And from my first year working in sales, it really taught me about listening to your customer and, you know, and developing things that they want. So when I got to be a sire analyst, I could understand that. The second part is, as a salesman. You've come at a different angle that you learn to, to listen to your customers, but you see the passion they have for their cattle. So when I became a sire analyst, that really helped me be a much better sire analyst. You know, you've known me for a while, Tim. I'm pretty sure I'm right when I'm looking at cows, even if you don't agree. Having having that learning from others. The second part I would tell you is learn from the best. So find the people that are going in the direction that you want to go in and find the very best, the people that are doing the best job and try to emulate what they're doing and identify that. The last two are, one, believe in yourself. You've got to be your own best cheerleader and your own best critic. And then the last part is don't be afraid to fail. You've got to take some trial and error until you get to where it is you want to go. And I was just watching a uh, YouTube video about Michael Jordan, and Michael said, I missed over 9,000 shots in my career. But we don't remember those shots, we remember the ones that he made. And so it's the same in, in our career. I've made quite a few mistakes. And then the final one is, is don't take yourself quite too serious. Enjoy the ride and enjoy the people that you get to work with and surround yourself with. The thing I love about this industry is the people. And from the time I was 11 years old, my first time at Ohio State Fair and tying next to Tom Lang and and getting to know him. And from then on, the people in this industry are fantastic. I mean, they're just amazing people.
1: Well, I'm going to take the advice that's given and see if I can employ any of those to, uh, to add to my career. I was doing this for young people, but shoot, I think you've both given me good advice. You know, I referenced that grew up as a farm boy like I did. Uh, you're running great big AI companies, and I still work for my wife. So you've obviously done something right, Thorbun. <laughs> Tell us so, Showbox Sires has uh, has chosen to work with you, Select Sires, and with CMEX as our exclusive distributors for our product because of the success of your company. Dave, can you? fill us in a little about what's up at SelectSires, your size, your business, uh, your direction. Just a few words about that, if you would.
0: Well, SelectSires, as a as a farmer-owned co-op, has continued to aggressively grow both in the U.S. and around the world. And Dick Chichester used to say that every time a customer buys a unit of semen, he votes. So we ju- we're right at about 25 million units of semen sold. Uh, that's a major growth from 2000 when we sold 6 million units. So that part of the business, I think, is that the customers are voting well. I think that's a tribute to the, the people we have at every aspect of, of what we do. The other areas that we're, we focus very hard in is in, in semen fertility, but also in the sustainability. And we're, we're looking to launch some new and exciting products uh, in the whole sustainability area. So that is growing very well for us. But overall, uh, it's just to continue to grow, to continue to provide the very best genetics that is the basis for what we do, and then provide the very best service on farm to farm, both here in the U.S. and around the world through worldwide sires. That service piece is a major reason of why we are where we are, in addition to the great genetics that we have had for the entirety of your and my career.
1: What would you say the size of your uh, of your global team would be, Dave? Would you have a number of that as far as number of employees or, or distributors? Yes.
0: We have 13 wholly owned subsidiaries around the world, and our total number of employees would be right about 2,000. On a global basis, in the U.S., we, and then in Canada, we have about 1,000 people serving customers every day. So that's kind of the, the reach that we have to be able to support. Showbox Sires and and their endeavors, because I know you guys have uh, a lot of goals that you want to achieve.
1: Both companies just touch so many customers in the way Mike and I want to drive our business. We talk about Showbox Sires. Why do you, why did Select Sires uh, choose to work with Mike and I? Why would you say Select Sires has chosen to add this product line to your mix?
0: Number one is very important to us is relationships. I've had a relationship with you since uh, about 1991, and we've worked together on and off ever since. We also have a relationship with Mike Duckett and that Mike houses all of our art females and does a tremendous job. His expertise in taking care of cattle, he's one of the best in the U.S. We have a great deal of respect uh, for what Mike does. We also have a great deal of respect for the integrity of both you and Mike. Uh, we've worked in this industry both a long time and understand that integrity is a great part of it. But I think then add that to the expertise of, that you and Mike have in identifying great cattle. And the other part is your interest to promote those cattle, to get those really good cows out at World Area Expo so folks could see them and, and get them uh, publicized and handled in that fashion. That's something that's beyond the reach of, say, select sires in you know, in our ability to uh, – develop that. And you have the respect of other people that are interested in developing cattle in the, for the uh, the show part of our business. So I think the respect that you have with those folks, along with respect that you uh, have generated from us, just makes that a really a nice fit for us to represent you both.
1: As I've said earlier, Mike and I are just honored to be working with two great companies and Enjoy the leadership at the top of of your companies. You know, I I would add that the three of us have been competitors for you know twenty five years. We have worked together, but we've we've remained friends. And it's the friendship we have out of mutual respect is what what has made this partnership so exciting to us. So we thank you for your comments. Interestingly, the show cow. This series is called the Evolution of the Great Cow. The show cow has changed, Dave, since those days of you going to World Dairy Expo as a young man. Tell us what you think of today's show cow and and maybe a few comments on what we need to change about that cow. What she's going to look like 5 or 10 years from today? What can we do
0: to make her better? I think we're starting to change that now. My view of the of the show cow is they don't need, need to be they don't need to be the tallest cow in the class. And reducing the stature of those cows is probably something that I think would be a positive but I think we need to Im- increase the amount of dairy strength and the, the people that are about, that are showing the cows, but also the people that are judging the shows understand dairy strength in terms of what we need in terms of front end. I think that's an area that it, just because we lower the stature doesn't mean we're going to lower the body capacity. We can add to the front end of these cows and make them more more robust, which would make, once we do that, we can also make them more athletic which is a term I use. And then the final thing is we certainly need better reproduction in the show herd so that these calves can, can get back in calf for showing the next year, as well as be able to produce a lot of embryos. And, and probably that's an area like stature that we can improve upon is, is getting that repro up. So I think that uh, those are, in my mind, that uh, if we made those improvements, that would be a nice step forward for the, the show ring. And I do think that that's where it's going today.
1: Well, Mike and I would uh, applaud that because, uh, you know, a couple of our selection goals would be to reduce stature but increase overall capacity. Mike and I are real believers that there's a big difference between a skinny cow and a dairy cow. And I love your term, Dave, of athleticism because we want athletic cows. So uh, those are all things that we're working on, Dave. So we'll try to bring you bring you good product on that front. So to wrap up uh, our discussion, Dave, Showbox is about cow families, is about our customers' families, and our families. As I said, uh, you and I are in the illustrious two-daughter club. Not many not many men are lucky enough to have two daughters, Dave, but the three of us are. Uh, and we've also kind of overachieved in our wife status. So uh, uh, I'm fortunate enough to know your wife. Tell us about Nancy and her involvement in your career, and then tell us what the girls are up to, Dave.
0: Well, my wife, Nancy, has been the uh, the leader at home. She has stood behind me and allowed me to pursue my dream my entire career. That's also given her, I mean, she's been responsible for our girls. She's an accountant by training. She manages our investments and things that we have, but uh, she's my partner in this whole process. When they say behind every great man is a is a greater woman, I I believe that to be the case because I couldn't have done what I've done without her. She loves to get plants and things from people, and uh, she just loves people. So that's, if you you met my wife, you would immediately recognize how much she enjoys other people.
1: Been a pleasure watching you two uh, through the years. And so the girls, tell us where they are now.
0: My oldest daughter, Jenna, is uh, 25, and she is a registered nurse in Cincinnati in a cardiac unit of Good Samaritan Hospital, and my youngest daughter, Kelsey, I just graduated Ohio University, and uh, she is a registered nurse at Riverside Hospital and uh, going to pursue a nurse practitioner's degree. I got two nurses, and they're both employed. My oldest daughter was my cowgirl. She still would like to show at Madison before she retires, so maybe we can find a cow, Tim, and we can, we can accomplish both feats.
1: Yeah, Mike, Mike and I are jumping out of our skin of the opportunity to sell the Thorvon family a show string. So don't think that's not going in our notes, David. And I, I think you know what would be really fun is to get you, Larmer, and Mike and I to own one together. I think that's, uh, I think that's something for the future.
0: I'm all in on something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, this has been a great discussion with both of you. And I guess, David, for you to wrap this up with some closing thoughts from you and from select uh, about the future of our partnership with Showbox Sires. If you'd you'd wrap things up, that'd be great.
0: Well, Tim, I I really appreciate you guys having me on today. I appreciate what the podcast does in communicating out to the industry. I'm very excited about Showbox Sires. I think it's going to take us to another level in embracing the uh, ability to provide the kind of bulls that producers that want to own and develop this type of cattle will have. I think that we're going to be able to make advancements in in these cattle, not only being good to go through the glamour walk of the show ring, but also find cows that work comfortably in the free stalls that we're providing for them today. And that's really our goal is to identify those cows and provide the information that producers need. And, And candidly, we couldn't have any better partners than we we do with the duckets, and with you and Sharon in this endeavor, and that's a very important part of why we've decided to join this
1: great closing comments and uh, i would wrap up this discussion and this episode of the podcast series on the evolution of the great cow by thanking dave thorban and we ask you to continue to listen to dairy business and the this podcast series we are going to have uh, one podcast every month through the fall and we will continue to have interesting folks for you to listen to so thank you for
0: listening back with more